Welcome to the Tribunal. I'm Danny with Jameson. What up? And Chris Warren. We are 100% one step closer to the final. We just watched episode 16 of the Challenge Rider Dies. We saw Devin and Tori triumph in the ice bath. A strategizing misdirect and Fessy and his cyborg partner go home. We're going to do Killed It or Send It Home, Jameson's Juicy Deets, and MVPs and Losers. But first, got some questions for you guys. Did Tori and Devin do the right thing, Chris? Well, it's easy in hindsight to say yes, they did. Um, I feel like it's hard to tell. Obviously, we're talking about you know not putting bananas in uh, and putting in Fessy. I think you got to make sure bananas is in there. They took a chance. It worked out. I think if you really really think about it no it wasn't the right move but it worked because they had two other people they just played their odds of of um you know Horacio and Olivia saving Jordan and Anissa and vice versa um and it worked out for them big time um so it wasn't a surefire thing they were going to go in but um it worked out it worked out they played the odds so yeah JMO J J dog. Uh, yeah. Um, I think they stirred the pot just enough, you know, like I, I love the, I love the intent. I love the Devin was kind of like doing his Devin thing and, you know, going after bananas. It's, it's weird though. It's like, it's like friendly now, you know, like I kind of miss like a little bit of hate, you know, it's like, Hey bananas. I'm right there. You Oh, you shucks. Don't do it, buddy. Come on. Like, I don't know. It just feels like everything's so like, Hunky dory lofty these days, like with some of these, you know, rivalries that I, I like really used to get pretty fucking heated sometimes. And now they're all buds and no one gets drunk anymore. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on here? You know? Um, but like Chris said, you know, in hindsight, you know, maybe they would have done something different. Uh, but that's what's so great about the sword pole. The sword pole really makes for anything could happen. And you can plan stuff and you can try to get someone down there. But then you just never know. And then the elimination tonight was just unbelievable, man. Like, I don't know how long that shit took, but fuck, that, that's hard as, as shit to do. Yeah, I don't know if Fessy and Mariah was the right choice, but it doesn't matter because the two teams they're considering went down. So it all worked out for them. And they got rid of one of the two teams that, that was the biggest threat. Um, so, you know, I think it it works, but I agree with you. The only wild card we have left is Devin to pull some shenanigans and nothing really happened. You know, like Fessy can say, I've never said your names. Like that doesn't make you friends or like allies here. So it, no. I don't think anybody's yeah. feelings should be hurt on the decision. Yeah, let's let's be serious here. Like Fessy saying that he's never said Devin's name doesn't mean Fessy wouldn't ever say Devin's name. Like that's just the lamest thing I think I've ever heard from him. Um, one thing that I was kind of disappointed and you touched on this Jameson it was like Devin and Bananas have this relationship now uh and like just in this episode all of a sudden historically they show that they were you know they've always been at like odds with each other and all of a sudden they've been buddy buddy this entire season and we haven't seen any of it till this episode and I was just kind of like what the fuck like I it looked like there was some fun moments there they're laughing I don't know, having a good time like why not either a play up that they hate each other the entire season uh, to like reveal that they're working together or, you know, kind of like how they just gave away Wes yeah. and, and uh, bananas 
or uh, just show us that they're friends now. Like, just show that. And then then Devin's got to make this crazy decision. We know all season we've seen, oh, they're bunking together and they're having fun. They're making each other origami or whatever it is. And all of a sudden now Bullshit. he's got this really hard decision. And I was really disappointed that all of a sudden it was like that was boiled down in the 15 minutes when we spent time on uh, earlier in the season on like Amber hugging her friend and that being a, a point of contention. Like this is a yeah. bigger storyline. And I feel like they really dropped the ball on that. 100%. You know what's sad is the biggest drama of the fucking season is like Tori and Jordan. Like that that's like the, as heated as it's gotten. Like where where's the heat? You know, give me some give me some heat. Give me some yelling. Give me some give me some of that. So I agree Chris like you know, it not only how they aired it and how the producers kind of laid it all out there, but I I just feel like it's not it's not really a story to tell if they really don't hate each other. No, I think I liked the episode, but there was some very bad editing. One, like you said, Chris, if this is such a monumental decision, we should know it without having to be like, because they're friends and here's proof, which felt weird. Yeah. But also in the beginning, did you notice when Jordan and Fessy are deciding to they want to throw in bananas and they kept cutting to Devin as if he was there in the conversation? He definitely was. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. If he was there, they would have a wide shot with the three of them. He wasn't there. It was just like lazy editing. 100%. 100%. He's in on this. It was so stupid. Yeah. It, it was really stupid. By the way, I would I trust Devin way more than I trust Fessy if I'm in if I'm there. Fuck fucking Fessel, no way, dude. Yeah. Who knows what he would do? No. So Jameson, are we yes, left sir. with the four strongest teams? Do we have the four strongest teams left? Let's see. Looking back, looking back. I mean, I I think I think so. I think in terms of well, Anissa and Jordan are a wild card to me. Like I love them. I you know they're entertaining. I you know really want this from Anissa, and they really are hyping this story up the whole season, especially this the past episode. Uh, you feel for. Her. Do I think they're the strongest team though? Left? I I don't know. Like you look at some of the players that have that have gone home. Um, you know, I just talked shit about Fessel, but Fessel and Mariah really kind of played good this season. They, they had a good showing, you know, even if he's a dumb, dumb, you know, like they, 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 they showed up. So I, I could argue that they they would have been a really good team in the final to compete against. Um, Casey, even though Kenny stunk, Casey was a great competitor. Like there's a lot of single people, you know, not teams that I think are better Turbo. than people that are. Oh, Turbo, dude, would have fucking ate someone. <laughs> but I think overall, in terms of smarts and, like, competition level, I think we do have the strongest team. Chris? Yeah, I. it's hard. It's, it's a toss-up for me because I think, like, every team, bar, uh, you know, Bananas and Nani and, and Devin and Tori, so I guess there's only two other teams. But if you, if you still count Fessy and Mariah in this uh, – conversation those three other teams they all kind of have a weakness you know uh fessy mariah obviously um lack of experience fessy not eating gross shit and we know it's gonna happen like we just know you know it's gonna happen yeah. um, you know horacio and olivia obviously you know no experience in a final but 
I think they're still pretty good. And then with Jordan and Anissa, I think it's, you know, the mental attitude with, with Jordan, is he going to be able to do it, you know, keep Anissa's head in the game uh, and, and push her to the right amount. And with Anissa, of course, you know, there's the whole lack of uh, wanting to run and those kinds of things that we've seen in the past. So, you know, every team's got their weaknesses. I think Tori and Devin and Bananas and Nani, I think are the strongest two of the four left, but it's all pretty even. Like I, I you know, you could have lost either of the other two and I think it still would have been, it's still a pretty stacked final. Yeah. I think like there are so many variables in this show that like, do the best teams always make it to the final? No, but the right teams do. Like, yeah, it, you can't argue with it after everything shakes out. Like, there's just so much that goes into it. Jordan got sent home and now he's back. You know, like all like it, none of it makes sense. But like by the end, you usually are left with like the people that deserve to be there. It It is shaking up for a great final. I mean, the 100 hour thing was really good job. Good job, MTV. You got me again. I was so looking forward to that little preview every year I do for the final. And you got me. I mean, it, Chris, what if it's a hundred hours of eating gross shit? I mean, like I, I'm psyched about it, man. I think it's going to be fun. And like each team has a different kind of storyline, which I think is, is really fun. You know um, that, you know, and I, I, I know who won because of fucking juicy deeds, but I'm excited to see it happen. Now, they say 100 hours. What are we usually talking on a final? You think 36 hours, 48 hours? Like, yeah, they've never done two overnights, right? Not that I can remember. I, I feel like it is 36 to maybe we've seen a 48 hour thing, but there's always like, you know, they start out the day, they run like fucking 15 miles, they swim some shit, they jump off of some shit, they solve some puzzles, then they have a night thing. Oh man, give me a fucking night thing where they got to stand on a pole. God, I want it so bad. In a hundred hours, if they don't give you a stand on the pole overnight, you have you have the right to complain. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm sending a letter. I mean, so this is a dumb question, but a hundred hours, we're thinking that's like, you know, four days and change or whatever it is, right? And not like a hundred hours of like competing. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it includes the the right. sleepovers because they make those hell too. Okay, yeah. Cause I I think it was interesting. I watched one of the old seasons and um, it ended with like climbing up a mountain and like you were with different partners throughout. And then there's a guy winner and a, a girl winner based on like who did the best time, but nobody knew it till the very end. And yeah. I kind of liked something about that. And that like, you know, one thing I realized is they always do like a race, you know, but then there's like, Hey, you got to sleep around snakes and like, it lets the other team catch up and like, kind of levels the playing field again because like obviously in a race one team could just get you know blown out um and then that just doesn't make for good tv so i think it's interesting i'm curious to see how the hundred hours thing is like judged like is it like for the next hour do as many squats as you can and then like you know that's racking up points or what you know whatever it is um i don't know see how it goes uh and you you know, one of the four teams isn't going to make it to the like someone's getting eliminated yeah. before the end. Yeah, so. totally. And Chris, they usually do a switch it up. They go back and forth between that, like your best time and like first place. Like it's usually, you know, in that world. I feel like every you know every other year. Um, I I, I just think it's going to be it's a fun it's a fun layer to have that I feel like they haven't done before the hundred hours. 
you know, we'll see how they split it up. They better, they, I hope they really are smart and strategic about how they do it. Let's do killed it or send it home, Chris Warren. So I mentioned to you guys on the side that I was watching some real world, uh, I think it's from 2013, real world Portland. And it was the introduction of Jordan. Um, he was 22 years old, if I remember correctly. Uh, still definitely the same guy. It was very fascinating to watch kind of his origin story. But, you know, obviously a little bit more immature, a little more wild. And it got me thinking, you know, I don't know what the average age of the cast is on the current challenge, but, you know, we talk about the lack of drama, lack of hookups, um, lack of drinking and just partying. And I'm wondering, are we casting too old for the challenge? Uh, killed it or send it home? Danny, how do you feel? Um, I am going to kill it in that I think they are casting too old with the new people or maybe not even old, but by casting people that have been on other shows, there's a certain amount of polish they have that is not good for um, bad decisions on reality TV shows, which well, we're all looking for, you know, and the real world, that's where that happens. They, because reality TV wasn't a thing when the, when the real world started. So they bring these people that are completely unprepared to have every minute of their lives filmed and they do dumb shit and we all get to watch it. So like by taking from, you know, big brother, or whatever, these people know how TV works. They're, they're just short of being actors and actresses. So like, they're not going to make the same mistakes on camera that we all hope they would. I think you just broke open a new fucking casting call that MTV needs to have. Well said, man. It's true. Like, but see, now everyone is skewed. Everyone is jaded by the thing because everyone knows reality TV and influencers and blah, blah, blah. We need to get some people from like a fucking tribe in Africa that never seen a TV before, you know? Like, I, I agree, though. I think it, the, well, I think what it is, Chris, I, so I agree with Danny's send it home. Or wait, killed it. Killed it. Send it. Killed it. Uh, this, the, there's such a big, there's such a gap, right? It's like really old or like we got Mariah who feels like she's like 22. So, like, there's, like, a huge gap there, and it, it leads to just kind of, you know, differences and nothing nothing exciting. Um, the old people want to go to bed. The young people want to be cool. They know what the, the fucking show is, and there's just nothing happening in between. So, let's get some a real-world casting call for the challenge. I mean, they brought the real world back. How many times have they brought the real world back, and it always fucking fails? Like, at least three times. So, oh, yeah. maybe they just, they're just casting for the wrong show. Now, yeah. but to, to give them some credit, sorry, Chris. No, go for I it. Do, I do like a lot of the new people that they've put in yeah. the last few years. So I have no problem with like, you know, what they're bringing. I just think in terms of like the drama we all crave, it's not going to happen with that sort of cast. But do you think the ratings would drop like dramatically if they took Bananas, Devin, all those people out and just did a basically a whole fresh new cast of the challenge with just like right. real world style. I think that's like, and I think that's kind of like where they're at. They're like, not sure. Right. Like you yeah. want to stick to what you know. And all those guys are obviously getting old. I mean, like CT's 40, right? Like these, they're all well North of 30. I'm curious as, as to like what Horacio and Olivia, what age they are since they're, you know, uh, one of the standout rookie teams or the standout rookie team. Um, but yeah, like, does it become unrelatable? Like, 
do people who watch the challenge, do we still want to see that drama? I feel like I want to see, I want to see the pranks and I want to see them get drunk and do stupid shit. Cause I feel like that was such a, you know, cornerstone of what this show is and the hookups and all that stuff. Right. And now it's like, we don't really see the hookups. There's not really like anything, but it's like all about competing. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I, I feel like I have to jump on. I mean, Danny, you said it so well. Um, I got to say, kill it that it's too old. They got to figure out a way. Like you said, there's everybody's so polished. Um, and it was so great before when you had the real world, like you said, like it was such a feeder program or, you know, it's almost like the challenge was basically just like, hey, you like this? Like, let like people like these characters. Let's make them do something else and like just keep people watching. And then the challenge obviously outgrew uh, the real world. And it's kind of a shame because like, obviously it was just like, a place that the challenge could almost scout talent. That's like, who's going to be crazy. Who's going to be super opinionated? Yeah. You know, who's going to like get in someone's face. Maybe that's part of the casting that needs to happen. Like you're saying, like what, I don't even know what shows those are though anymore, you know, that are, that people are doing that stuff on a reality TV show where they're just like insane and intense and like also I seem like they can compete on the challenge. I'm not sure. I feel like they got a they got a pull from the Bachelor. Look at Bachelor in Paradise is the Bachelor's version of the challenge. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they're pulling people from the Bachelor to go to this show. They know what their personalities are like. Yes, they're not competing, but it's like let's get raunchy and you know rocking and rolling here. Um. So I feel like they they got to do something though different, Chris. I mean, it's just like in tonight's episode, they go to the bar and it's like let's casually have have one, maybe right. two. That's and how that's I want to drink when I go to the bar. That's not. Yes. But no. like if I was, you know, if I was 25, raring to go and like, raring to go. Out, I would get, I would get hammered. I would do something stupid. I would probably say something stupid, you know, or like play a joke on my friend just, and, and who knows, maybe that joke gets out of hand and like, we start fighting, like, yeah, all that stuff just like increases like the chances for that increases so much when it's just like, instead of being 35, you're 25. Totally. I mean, think, think about this. Sorry, Danny. Uh, think about this. Not one time this whole fucking season have we seen the security guards grabbing somebody like, whoa, buddy, whoa, buddy, bull back. Like not once. That's, that's astounding for the challenge. I feel like we're talking about something really serious here, but that's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's been a very well-behaved season, but if you want misbehaving they did do that with bear and now the guy's in jail so it's like a, <laughs> a balancing you know what i mean like he yeah. delivered on all that stuff we were looking for but then it turns out he's a fucking horrible person loose cannon and so i get i get both sides of it i guess yeah i guess they did kind of get rid of a lot of the crazy people when uh the whole yeah. black lives matter thing happened and like a lot of people were going back through old tweets and like all that stuff and People were getting like canceled, like challengers were getting canceled, which is, I mean, it's kind of silly, but I mean, I get it. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, I'm sure that it was a nightmare for them, you know? So I'm just like, all right, Horacio is not going to call anybody a slur or anything. He seems like a nice guy and he is, you know? But yeah, let's bring on Kenny. He seems like he won't cause any controversy. <laughs> yeah, but he's also boring as fuck. Um, anyways, wow, what a great killer to send home. We really got passionate there and talked about serious issues for our show. What's yours, Jameson? <laughs> Mine will not uh get as much conversation, but.
But I thought uh, we could do something a little different tonight, guys. Um, this is a killed it or sent it home from a fan uh, that was suggested to me. And I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about. So beginning of the show, uh, Mariah was talking to Fessel and said, let's do this Orlando style. And uh, killed it or sent it home on Orlando style, you know, in terms of what that style is. He, the fan said in his few suggestions, is Orlando style wilding out with bath salts and eating face in Orlando or is it happy Mickey Mouse magical places on earth Orlando so Orlando style kill it or send it home guy uh I'm gonna send it home I think I think of Orlando as purely Disney and nothing else just because I haven't experienced anything else there but I have no desire to either so um I can think of uh I don't know 15 cities that I'd rather have that style than Orlando (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got, I don't know, I got to send it home. I had no idea what they were talking about. Like, I just, <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't, I like didn't understand. Yeah, totally could be the bath salts. I don't know. It could be Mickey Mouse and like, I'm going to Disney World, like Super Bowl celebration thing. I have no idea though. I was like, Orlando, like I didn't know. Maybe they're from Orlando. Is that possible? I have. No I idea. think they are from. I think they're from Orlando. That has to be it. Or they live there now. Like who? Lives yeah, there? that, that must be it. I thought it was Miami, but they said it more than once, so it's got to be Orlando, I guess. Yeah. Even then, I'm like, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like go into some kind of competition. And be like, let's do it New <laughs> Jersey style. Like, <laughs> you exactly. Know? It was just so random like what like orlando and of all the cities to like be proud of that's what i'm saying that's why like i thought it was a fun thing to talk about because it's so stupid uh uh, like mariah come on like no one's like you said chris no one's going on a a show or in a a sporting event let's do this orlando style you know like it's so ridiculous and dumb um and have you guys ever been to orlando it is a really weird place really weird I mean, honestly, like Danny, I mean, all my experiences are pretty much either at Disney World or Universal. I mean, they really should just make it two cities and just call it Disney World and Universal. Like those should be the actual city names because like nobody, nobody's like, I'm going to Orlando for vacation. Like, no, you say Disney World. So I haven't been any part of Orlando that I can't get to on a monorail, basically. Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) If you're going to those parts of Orlando, like I'm, I'm concerned for you. 100%. 100%. So I'm sending it home. Uh, really, really silly. Shout out, Jeremy. Thanks for the killer sending home. Danny, what you got, buddy? So I've noticed a couple um, fulfilled production requests. Horacio wants some flowers to give to Olivia. Tori wants a spa day. So they set up like a faux spa in a corner. So killed it if you think that these were the only requests they're getting and they're all getting approved. Or send it home if you think that they're getting barraged with ridiculous requests by the cast and they're getting turned down. I got to send it home. I think they're getting a lot of requests. I mean, it's such an interesting thing to to point out because I didn't really think about either of them when they happened. But there's no way they're not getting other requests and they're just picking and choosing as to what fits within their like storyline or what they think is the storyline at the time of filming. Uh, cause yeah, there's just no way. There's no way. I gotta send it home. They're getting tons of requests from these people. They're getting too big. These challengers. They need to get knocked down a peg. 
Uh, I'm going to send it home too. I, but a part of me kind of feels like it's the producers. Like, let's like, you know, get some, some content here. Like, let's like, we got some space to fill. Like, let's give them a spa day. Let's like have them FaceTime Wes. Like, I feel like it's, you know, a lot of the producers trying to, you know, fill the time that normally people would be fucking or drinking. And so they're like, we need something there. So no one's fighting. Um, so let's have them have a little dumbass corny spa day. But I do think they probably request shit all the time. Um, and they're like, hey, sorry, we couldn't get you a steak dinner. Here's a Taco Bell sponsorship instead, you know. Yeah, I'm going to send it home as well. I think like these people are bored most of the day. Like we're seeing like the quote unquote action and some of it is boring. Like imagine just like what they're having to spend their days doing. So I'm sure they come up with dumbass ideas, go and be like, hey, bouncy castle in the backyard. Can we do it? And they're like, no. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> I think that probably happens constantly. 100%. Time to get juicy with Jameson's Juicy Deeds. I don't know what that was. All right, what's up, guys? Um, I'm saying what's up for the first time. Like, it's the fucking beginning of the show. Uh, juicy Deeds. I'm basically just stalling because I don't have a lot of good deeds tonight, guys. You know, you can't win them all. Um, but I do have some. If you do have Juicy Deeds out there, uh, reach me at juicydeeds at gmail.com um, and I'll uh, add them to the show. That's not a real email. Um, all right. So, first up, Nelly. Uh, guys, Nelly is really trying to come back. He's really trying to come back and win it. And he's putting in the work by taking swimming lessons. Um, he's, you know, hired a coach to teach him how to swim. What do you think? I think maybe he's listening to the podcast. You know, that's what we suggested. <laughs> And that's great. He'll be Scuba Nelly for real. Yeah. Uh, he probably needs to work on his puzzles a little bit more, though. <laughs> there might be no hope for that. Uh, I think he's just realizing I got one thing I can work on. Uh, and then also, next to Amber and Chauncey, pregnant. Amber is a preggers, real preggers. Uh, and it means that she was pregnant on the show, guys. Um, what do you guys think? I'm always amazed when people are pregnant on the show. That means she was wrestling over a a patu or what was it called? So, yeah, the patu. Yeah, the patu. Yeah, there it is, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> While pregnant, so that's pretty crazy. It seems pretty standard for this show at this point uh, to be pregnant on the show. So, but yeah, congrats to Amber and Chauncey. Congrats to them, but is it so much to ask for them to get pregnant on the show? We can see some of that, you know, like. I, I mean, like, where's the hookups? I don't know. Anyways, uh, that was too far. Uh, that's all I got for deeds. I searched the internet very hard and read a lot of things, and nothing was worth your time, audience. So I gave you what I had. Love you. You did your best. Did your best. I killed it. MVP of the episode, Chris Wern. Who do you got? Um, you know, there was a couple people that stood out to me, but I have to give it to Nani tonight. Um, just, I don't know. She, she seems like she's primed and ready for this final. Uh, she was impressive, obviously, you know, maybe not as impressive as bananas, but man, I feel like that pole catch on the ladder during the elimination, that might be one of the, the best elimination moments 
I've ever seen. I obviously the drama could have been higher if Fessy and uh, Mariah were closer, but it was still very impressive. Um, and just, and then I think she had to bring the pole down again, like back down to go get it. And like, it was just, it was so impressive. It was awesome. Uh, TJ definitely thought it was awesome. So yeah, Nani, you're my MVP. Jameson. Let's double, let's double it up. I can't believe. Yeah. I feel like I, the days of me hating Nani are just so distant and far off in the past. Uh, she just doesn't really bother me that much anymore. It's really strange. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give it to Nani. It was very impressive what she did on that thing. I feel like there used to be that exact, I don't, I don't want to call it a ride, but like thing at like carnivals or, or, you know, like uh, Six Flags where you had to climb up that rope and then you just fall onto the, but I, she nailed it, man. Um, it was really cool to see. And I can only imagine how tough that was. I would fail so hard at something like that. Uh, so yeah, I got to give it to Nani. And that carnival game is when the rungs are already in place and people can't. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. You know, um, I was going to give it to Nani and then uh, you guys both did. So I'm going to give it to Bananas just because <laughs> throughout the episode, Fessy's taking shots at him left and right. Little things in interviews like, well, he just skates by and then he turns it on in the final. Uh, he's old. Can he even do any of this stuff anymore? Turns out he can. He turned back the clock. He kicked their ass. And, uh, you know, at 40 years old, Bananas is probably the favorite to win another one. It's pretty wild. 100%. I will say, though, a little knock on Bananas this, this episode. Kind of corny. Little, little, little cornball. Little, little corn, corn city. Um, yeah. Corn I ball. mean, that happens with age, you know? Like, I was thinking <laughs> that, like, Mariah's going home. She seems to be, like, in her late 20s or something. She was dating a 40-year-old on this show, like... At, at some point, you know, you turn into a corny guy. I'm real close. Or I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> Loser of the episode, Chris. Uh, I'm, you know, we talked about this earlier with the storyline that was not really revealed to this episode, but I'm going to give it to the producers. Uh, clearly, like you're saying, Danny, uh, they're just falling on these, these guys' whims of uh, their requests for flowers and spa days. And now, I mean, I don't know. It just... The producers, how do you not show that whole storyline with Devin and Bananas throughout the season or just play that throughout the season? It just it felt like a really big missed opportunity, especially when it comes into play, like right before the final. Um, yeah, I, I'm giving it to the producers this week. I think that's fair. Jameson. Uh, I'm going to give it to uh, big old Fessel. Fessel couldn't even make it up one notch. I get it. It's hard. But, uh, you know, you want to be the, the champ you are every single season, buddy. You come to the, the end or close to the end and you fail. Failure, Fessel. Little Fessel failure. Failure, failure. Uh, it works. So, you know, sorry, Fessel, but you're my loser. Yeah, he's mine, too. He's got holes in his game. That's why he's never won. And he hasn't seemed to fix any of them, you know. We got Nelly taking uh, swimming yeah. lessons. He's going to come back stronger. Fessy just thinks that his like brute strength is going to win a challenge. And you know what? It's going to win some eliminations. It's going to win some daily challenges. It's not going to get you a final championship. You'll you never be final Fessy. Sorry. How do you suggest he trains for eating gross things? <laughs> I just think that's like, you, you just need to do it. Like, just do it. Yeah. Like, I don't like, 
there's no use in like complaining about it, hemming and hawing about it. Like you just eat it, hold your nose and eat it. I don't know. Like it sucks, but like, that's something you're going to have to do every season. hundred percent. You find a way, like get hypnotized to eat weird shit. I don't know. Fucking try something. At least, at least Nelson's trying. Until next week. That's it from the tribunal. Don't be a quitter. Don't be a layoff. You guys killed it. Go birds. Go birds.